Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my this is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Time to talk some football with the professor, John Clayton. If you guys have questions for John, text him in right now, 421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let him go for the day. Hello, John. Hi, Bob. Hi, John. You all right? No. Oh, what's going on? Well, let's see. My wife's in the emergency room. Our furnace is frozen. Uh, I mean, it's been just awful. She's in the emergency room. Why are you talking to us? You should be there. I can't be there. Number oh. one, you can't be there because of COVID-19. And number two, I can't get out of my house because of the conditions on the road. Oh, jeez. Oh, man, sorry, oh, John. Is, it, what, is she there because of the COVID situation, or was it something No, different? she does have a COVID. I, mean, I think it's probably a false test. But, uh, yeah, she's just not doing I mean, she woke up this morning and was in pretty bad shape. They say she's in better shape right now, but they're waiting to get her into a room. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, Sorry, John. We'll be yes. thinking good, good yeah, thoughts so it's, for you and Pat. It's been bad. Well, it yeah. seems trivial to ask you about football, but I guess that's what we got to do here. So, yeah. um, boy, the, what do, John, what do we even say about the Seahawks Terrible. at this point? I mean, it's just it, – it, I was saying to Dave, and we, we talked to Bumpus earlier, and mm-hmm. we'll play that later, but it's just – in years past, if we ever talked about losing to a team like the Bears, who were a four-win team coming to your home field with their third-string quarterback, who is better than anybody else's third string, yeah, I get yeah. it. But still, the idea of it, you'd be like, come on. But I now, know. now, even though I expected them to win, mm-hmm. the loss wasn't very surprprising. <laughs> no. No, and, and, and I thought it was surprising because, again, I mean, you're talking about a team that uh, had seven players on the COVID list, including Allen Robinson, the wide receiver, and Akeem Hicks, the defensive tackle. They had five guys, including their top two quarterbacks and left tackle, that were injured. They couldn't play. During the game, they lost three players with injuries. I mean, it was a mess. And somehow, some way, they were able to come back in the fourth quarter and win the football game. Yeah, hey John. You know, at one point you were you were doing the Chicago mm-hmm. sidelines. Cairo Santos, their kicker. Yeah, he looked like he had. Do you know what he had? Because it looked like he was concussed. And Rabel mm-hmm. and I were talking about it, going, "Hey, this might come into play later." But he came back out and kicked a yeah a field goal and I think an extra point. But mm-hmm. do you know what his injury was? Don't know because again, it was you know like anything else <laughs> until. You know, you you got to wait some time before the team reports it. And, you know, yesterday the Bears did such a great job of getting us the injury reports as early as possible because, you know, I, I know I came on with the three injuries during the course of the game and uh, hardly anybody knew they were coming. And so they did a great job with that. But, no, I think, you know, Santos just got banged up, but he was able to come back. Yeah. Well, the way he was walking, I thought, well, man, maybe mm-hmm. he had like a concussion or something like that. But holy smokes. By the way, we're getting uh, some well wishes for you, John, from Appreciate the Texters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John, is, as far as, you know, again, mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about them losing to the Bears and all that. But what, what do you, if you're pointing the biggest, we always talk about the, the blame pie. Who gets the biggest piece? Is it the offense? Is it the defense? Offense. Coaches? You, you go offense? Offense and Jason Myers, because Jason Myers should not have missed that field goal. He would have been up by 10 in a very comfortable position. He missed it, 
and that allowed the uh, the Bears to come back and tie it up and eventually, or try to tie it up, and then take the two-point conversion. Yeah, I, you know what, John? I'm absolutely with you on that because, A, Russell should not have yeah. taken that sack. I'm not. Nobody's excusing mm-hmm. that or saying that was no big deal. It was. But that's a 39-yard field goal, and I was telling Dave, I went back and rewound it, watched it. I was looking at the flags on the poles. They mm-hmm. weren't moving. They, no. they, they, they weren't swaying. They weren't moving at all. I looked at the snap, the hold, his footing. Everything was perfect. It's right. a 39-yarder. Thir- you got to make it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And, again, that would have been a 10-point lead and probably given it a chance to win. The fact that he missed it you know, gave the Bears the opportunity to come back and win the football game. Hey, John, we were talking about some of the other uh, confusing things. Yeah. Um, DK Metcalf, because he has the beautiful touchdown. Him and Russ mm-hmm. connect perfectly. But then there's one that went off his hands. There was uh, another one that was kind of low. Mm-hmm. There was one where Russ threw the ball way out of bounds and was staring him down the whole time. Where where are you with uh, the DK Metcalf and, and Russell Wilson? Kim? Well, and even, I mean, they didn't get Tyler Lockett involved in the game as much as they should. But again, Metcalf. I think still his his leg injury or whatever it is. I think that's affecting him a lot. And so that I mean, even even you got the 41 yard play, but after that he barely got hardly anything at all. And you know that was his first touchdown in about over a month. And so that was encouraging. But again, he's just been off, and Russell's been off. And so you put all that together, even though Rashad Penny had such a great game. I mean, boy, did he run well. He's now averaged over 100 yards in the last three weeks. But still, in the end, you know, they didn't get the chance to try to, uh, you know, get the extra points and extra yards and extra things and extra time to win the football game. Uh, you mentioned Penny. So, yeah, yeah what, 135 or 137? Yeah. But what? Uh, where are you with him? Because that's been one of the interesting ones that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had all, like an eight-yard average. But, um, yeah. Yeah, we're just, uh, I don't know, it's its not like you're going to break the bank for him no. if you do keep him here, but what do you? how do you think the offseason goes for him if he, you know, I don't want to say 135 yards yeah. a game from here on out, but, you know, if he has some good, solid performances, what do you think his offseason looks like? I think he has a chance to stay here. It just depends on the price. I mean, certainly he's going to get more than the minimum salary, but uh, in the end, it's like, uh, you know, if he's going to think he's going to get five, six million bucks, then he's going someplace else if he can get that someplace else. But I don't know if he can get that anyplace else. What's your level of confidence in Carson's return? Uh, questionable. I mean, he's got the neck injury. Pete says he's going to be fine. We'll see. I mean, because it's been something that's been with him for the longest time, and that's that's, that's got to be a concern. Hey, um, you know, a guy that's kind of tied to Penny, LJ mm-hmm. Collier, and, you know, he went out and had an okay game, and we were talking about this, posing the question. Yeah. If he was a late-round draft choice or, a, or, you know, undrafted free agent, you would think, yeah, you know, nice player. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Where are you with with, with L.J. Collier? I don't, I don't think he's done quite enough to no. to prove that he's a first rounder. No, not yet. And then on top of it, today I think he went on the COVID nineteen list. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So he's yeah. going to miss some time, maybe. And so that's not encouraging. But in the end, I think you know he can do some good things. But in the end, I don't know, you know, what he can off, what he eventually can do. Yeah, that was, you know, Pete was asking, or answering, I should say, questions about Carlos Dunlap, who's mm-hmm. just been on fire and now yeah. tie, tied for the team lead at six and a half sacks. Um, and we were talking about his snap counts and how, you know, just inexplicably he was in these single-digit snap counts. And, you know, and Pete talked about, well, we wanted to rotate in, you know, some guy, LJ Collier. And I'm yeah. thinking, why? 
based on what? Why would I, I get that you want to see him at mm-hmm. some point, but at the expense of maybe your best pass rusher, a guy you paid money to bring back here. Yeah. That, that the, the way they've run the defense this year, John, with, especially in regards to Dunlap and Jamal Adams, the way they used him, especially at the beginning of the year, I, I'm still scratching my head. I don't yeah. understand what their approach was. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, a, you know, it's like in uh, Dunlap should have played more. I don't understand why he didn't play more. The fact he didn't play more was a mistake on the coaching staff, both Pete and Ken Norton Jr. And, uh, you know, now you can see how valuable he is, you know, because, again, he can really rush the quarterback. John, we saw, you know, we talked a little bit about some of the frustrations on offense. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking at situations with the defense. They gave up first downs. This is the third time I've read this today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm just frustrated. Uh, third and eight, third and nine, third and ten, third mm-hmm. and second and 11, third and 12. They give up 15 yards. These are all first downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is 15 yards on first and 20. Right. 14 yards on second and 15. And then a touchdown to Jimmy Graham on third and 14. It I was know. like they didn't give up a ton of yards. It was like 317 yards or something like that. But uh, the situations were just awful. Yeah, chunk plays on uh, third downs is ridiculous. And why that happened, who knows? Particularly with the pass rush that they had, because they had a good pass rush. I mean, Daryl Taylor rushed the quarterback pretty well. I thought that was encouraging. Puna Ford had a good game up front, and uh, in the end, you know, they were able to come over and get uh, enough big plays on third down to be able to, you know, get the victory. Hey, uh, Rasheem Green is a guy yeah. who's tied for the lead with with uh, Carlos Dunlap at six and a half sacks. So that's a career high for for Rasheem. He's going to be a free agent, just twenty four years old. Yeah. You know, Dave and I have spent a lot of time talking. I don't, I don't know that he's a superstar in the making, but I think he's a nice piece to the team. I like, I like his presence. What is that worth? What do you think he's going to command out there as hard a free to, agent? Hard, hard to tell, because the way the market's going to be next year with the cap going up so much to two hundred and eight point five million. I mean, we just don't know how how much more players are going to be able to try to make with that big uh, cap increase. Obviously, it's going to be more than this past year. So it's like, I mean, he may outprice himself to be able to come back. Hey, John, we uh, heard Pete in his press conference. He, yeah. he really went on and on a, a lot about uh, Jody Allen and just, you know, how strong she is of an mm-hmm. owner. What what do you know about uh, about her as an owner and sort of how she compares to other owners? She compares a lot to Paul because Paul stayed out of it. I mean, and Jody stayed out of it. She lets the football people, as Paul did, make the football decisions. You know, Paul may be around a little bit more. We may have seen him a little bit more, but he still didn't get involved in the football decisions. In the case of Jody, I mean, you know, she basically, you know, stays out of it for the most part. Now, obviously, if necessary, she can become involved and do whatever is necessary. But in the end, it's like, uh, you know, I think that, I mean, you know, you know she, she's very supportive. I think that's encouraging. I don't think she's going to make changes to Pete Carroll, which is good to Russell, uh, to John Snyder. Don't think that's going to happen. So again, it's like now it's a matter of both those two people rebuilding everything. Four two one three seven seven six. That's four two one ESPN. If you've got questions for John, this from the five zero nine for John. You don't see Pete Carroll or Wilson leaving. So what changes need to be made for the team to improve? They need to get uh, several offensive linemen. They need to get cornerbacks. You know, they need to figure out what they're doing with the defensive line rotation. They've got enough players, but again, they've got to make sure that they got 
the right players doing the right things. I worried at the beginning of the season and in the offseason with all the defensive ends that they had, whether the rotation was going to cause problems, and obviously it did. It cost Carlos Dunlap the chance to play as much as he should. That didn't help. And, uh, you know, it's like you can see that all that worked against this team. John, uh, between Pete Russell and John Schneider, do you think we'll see all three back in I next do. year? Yeah, I do. I don't see why not. Why? You know, it's like they've had one off season, one. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's like, are you going to fire everybody or fire anybody just because of one off season after all the great success this group has had together? I'd say no. Yeah, and and if they do keep intact, because you you make a good point there. Yeah. Um, I think I think we've just gotten spoiled, right? And, right. But there are some things that are that are kind of mysterious, but. You know, as far as, um, you know, being aggressive, you said they have a pretty good amount of cap space. And, yeah, $77 million. Yeah, so where did that rank? You said it was top 10? Uh, top top five. Top five, yeah. So I mean, Because remember, that's, there's going to be 12 to $13 million that will probably carry over from this year to next year. Yeah. So, um, you know, how aggressive do you think they're going to hit, hit the ground running as far as free agency goes? Who's the general manager? Uh, it's John Schneider. Who gets involved in every deal possible? John Schneider. So do you think he's going to be aggressive? And I'd say the answer is yes. There we go. Uh, one, one thing that we've heard, John, and, and you know, texters have brought it up repeatedly, 206 asking, yeah. John, how much do you think Russ losing his best friend has impacted him? That's one thing. You know, we talk about injuries, and I guess he's got an ankle injury he's yeah. dealing with now in addition to the, to the finger. But we, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about that. Do you see that having an impact on him? Not really, no, because, again, I think he's he's such a focused player that he's going to try to do the best he can, and when he gets to the game and he gets the game preparation, he concentrates on the preparation and he concentrates on the game. And so anything off the field I don't think is in his mind. Hmm. Hey, uh, the, the question of I thought it was interesting today when yeah. uh, Pete's press conference, uh, they talked about the trust Right. Uh, between Pete and, and Russell Wilson. Yeah. And, you know, I think to your point about how it's the first, you know, losing season in forever, everybody wants to blow everything out of proportion. And, you know, he was saying, hey, it's 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 not new. And yeah. I think the question was about, you know, Russ, that was, I'll say this, he, he took the sack that, mm-hmm. you know, ended up taking him out of field goal position. But I was telling Bob, I, I think I did a, a – I think it was 2019. I wouldn't looked at all the sacks that yeah. he took. It's very, very rare for him to take a sack mm-hmm. that takes him out of field goal position. I mean, he usually takes those chances. Uh, and then, you know, sometimes you you take a chance like that because Russ makes the best of it. So it was still yeah. a 39-yard attempt even yeah. after the sack. <laughs> so they were yeah. still in position. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Jason but Meyer I mean, should have made the kick. Right. That thing just took hard. But, I mean, everybody's going to always you know, say, hey, look, it went at the last, you know, whatever, five yeah, yards yeah, yeah, and, yeah. or whatever. But, you know, I, I feel like uh, that trust between him, it's it sounded authentic to me because, mm-hmm. you know, to your point again, um, yeah, it's, just, it's the first time that we've seen Russell struggle, really. And yeah. now all of a sudden everybody's calling into question the relationship between him and Pete. Oh, and, and you know, even, I mean, the off season. Uh, Russell said it was the best it's ever been. Uh, I mean, you saw him a couple of weeks ago on a Thursday saying that he wants to stay here to the end of his contract, if not longer. And so it's like, uh, you know, and everybody wants to get rid of Russell. And you get rid of Russell, you're one of the worst teams in football. 
Yeah, I, that, that, that's one word. Yeah. It, it's tough to argue with people on that one, John. They don't want to hear it. They either like them or they no, don't. If they don't crazy. like them, you know, facts have no place in the conversation, apparently, no, when agreed. it comes to him. Um, as far as other things going on around the league, it was, man, Joe Burrow in two games against the Ravens has thrown for almost 1,000 yards. Uh-huh. Two games, John. Two games, yeah. <laughs> he threw for over 500 yards yesterday and four touchdowns. I mean, Holy mackerel. Is that, oh, we know is that, that more of a statement on him or the Ravens? It's, it's a statement on him. Now, obviously, the Ravens are very thin at the cornerback position with COVID-19 and injuries and things like that. And you knew they were going to be vulnerable, vulnerable to a point where in two games, John Hobraw made the mistake of going for uh, you know two-point conversions at the end that didn't work because he was worried about going into overtime with those cornerbacks and secondary and things like that. But again, it's like, uh, no, I think it's all on Joe Burrow. Hmm. Boy, you look at the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, now, I understand losing to the Indianapolis Colts. The bigger, you know, the bigger one is, yeah. uh, is Detroit, uh, obviously. But, you know, that Indianapolis Colt team is, is pretty good. It shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Yeah, but they've lost four out of the last five games. Yeah. I know that, uh, you know, the touchdown passes for Kyler Murray have been down during that five-game streak. (coughs) I mean, I only think he has 21 touchdown passes, something like that, which is so low for him. Yeah. Um, Another one. uh, I was looking at the the numbers from the Packers-Browns game, and what was it, 24-22? to It shouldn't have been that close, though, because Baker Mayfield threw four interceptions. Mm -hmm. He did get 125 yards uh, out of uh, Chubb on the ground, but, man. Four picks, holy! And of course, Aaron Rodgers didn't throw any. No, agreed. I mean, what he's now gone what thirty five, thirty six touchdown passes and only like about five or six interceptions, which is really, really good. Is, yeah. is he the front runner for the MVP now? Hundred percent. I just wrote it for the Washington Post. They'll post it tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, looks he's on pace to repeat here. Cam and Puyallup is asking Professor Clayton is. Is seventy-seven million in cap space enough to cover all the Seahawks' keeper free agents, like I, I would assume Quandre Diggs, yeah. people like that, sure. and and plug the holes this season has uncovered, especially considering the lack of a draft. It's one of the most in the league, so it's like uh, you'd have to think that 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 should work because there's only you know more you know, more than uh, you know twenty some teams don't have that money cap room. This team does. What's Quandre going to cost him? Do you think? I don't know. I mean, again, I can't figure out prices for next year yet. You know, mainly because again, you know, the prices are going to skyrocket, and so it's like at the very least they can franchise him. Yeah. Hey, John, do you know uh, is Brandon Staley still in charge yes. of the the Chargers defense? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's doing. I mean, I think he's you know still CEOing it, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think he's calling the plays or anything like that. But I mean, right now it's not working. They can't stop the run. Oh my gosh, I know. And I was looking at yeah, Burkhead ran yeah. for 149. But the other thing is, I'm looking at Davis Mills, the rookie, yeah. right? 21 for 27. This is a Russell Wilson game mm-hmm. right here, by the way. 21 for 27, which is about 78 percent. Right. Uh, he took only one sack through two touchdowns mm-hmm. and zero interceptions. How does your defense allow? What was was Mills? He was drafted, right? Yeah, four, I think but fourth round. Fourth, fourth round. round. Yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty poor performance by your defense there. Yeah, it really was. And that's I mean that defense has not played as well uh, in the last two months as it did at the early part of the season. 
Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Broncos coach Vic Fangio is saying he absolutely deserves a chance to be back next year. Does he get that chance, do you think? No, I don't think so. I mean, think he's fact, out? He, I think he's out, yeah. Because, again, it's like, uh, you know, this was supposed to be the breakthrough year. It didn't happen. They lose yesterday. The offense was terrible. They didn't, the offense didn't even sh- show up. So, no, I think this is it for him. Exciting game tonight. Can't wait. Dolphins at Saints, uh, both 7-7. Seven and seven. Actually, I love watching Demario <laughs> Davis. Uh, was that sarcasm, Dave? Yeah, sarcasm. <laughs> A little bit. I like watching Demario Davis, their middle linebacker. He's super mm-hmm. physical, really good player. But who do you like tonight, John? Mm, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not a big Miami, a New Orleans person, so I have to lean toward Miami. Yeah, yeah, they've been rolling. Yeah, see if they can keep that going. Uh, John, we appreciate it. And by the way, tons of people texting in, offering to give you rides and help fix your furnace and all that. So check the text line. There's okay. a lot of a lot of different numbers there you could call. Appreciate so, that. So uh, thoughts. Hopefully, everything turns out uh, well with Pat. Keep I us hope. updated. Okay. Yeah, hang in there, John. I will. Thanks, right, John. Buddy. Thanks. <laughs> There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com. Coming up, maybe the most upbeat, happy, energetic individual on this entire Seahawks roster, Robert Kimdichie, will tell a story you don't want to miss. He's going to join us next year with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.